1: building success in the heart of the Canadian prairies. In 1996, a 15-year-old Andy Yuan and his parents stepped off a plane from Hong Kong to meet their relatives. The family was en route to Winyard, Saskatchewan, population less than 2,000, to help run Andy's uncle's Chinese restaurant. The family persisted, grew, branched out, and moved to the regional city of Saskatoon. Odd Couple, An Asian fusion diner born of engineer Andy's drive to do Canadian-Chinese in a contemporary style exemplifies Saskatoon's growing reputation as a culturally diverse food hub. Andy's path to success wasn't easy. Like many immigrants, he was a cartographer mapping an unknown land. He integrated into the community, finding his bearings in life and business while trying to live up to his parents' lofty expectations. Now, at Odd Couple, Andy is the boss and his parents work in the kitchen and he and his father argued over before they opened their doors in 2014. We sat down with Andy Yuen to hear his story, from saying goodbye to his first love in Hong Kong to owning a favorite restaurant in one of Canada's surprise culinary destinations. Enjoy this episode with Andy. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about where your family came from and why you decided to come to Canada in the 90s?
0: My parents and I came over to Canada in 1996, uh, in March, to be honest, at the time, I really didn't want to come. My parents in Hong Kong, uh, when I was uh, a child, they had a family business that, uh, operate, uh, plastic factories. And, mm-hmm. um, after the, uh, 1989, uh, Tiananmen Square, uh, incident, because my dad's, a lot of his, uh, plastic factory clients were from the uh united states mm-hmm. so uh they basically stopped uh their quota for about two years so he either couldn't ship out his products or he i guess didn't get the money from from mm. the uh, customers so he just basically his business stalled for a couple of years and eventually um just couldn't we ramped itself, so the business wasn't doing as well. Um, my uncle Leo, who's my dad's brother, immigrated to Saskatchewan, Canada, I think in the late 1970s, mm-hmm. um, even before I was born. And at the time, my grandparents also came with my uncle Leo. So I think my dad were looking for a fresh start, and my uncle Leo, uh, who operates small town restaurants, he was doing pretty good from a financial perspective and to compound that in hong kong the education system was very competitive when i was going from primary school to high school i was able to go to a very uh one of the top high school in hong kong but then mm-hmm. i actually got kicked out in grade nine um <laughs> to a i guess not as prominent uh high school it was still a really good high school but my parents were worried that I wouldn't be able to advance to university um mm-hmm. because back in the time there was about 120,000 um kids in my grade and oh, we all God. had to write tests yeah. and um Really, only twenty thousand of us would be able to advance to university, and even if you get in, you wouldn't be able to get into whichever area that you wanted to. So mm-hmm. um, they were quite worried that I wouldn't be able to be one of them, and so uh, to, those are the two main factors of why, our, like my parents and I, uh, came over to Saskatchewan, Canada, in nineteen ninety six. So um, my parents then start working uh, with my Uncle Leo. So my grandma could retire uh, in my Uncle Leo's restaurant. And then I went to high school. And eventually, my parents bought a little cafe uh, in a nearby town, which is about an hour away. And, um, and then I graduated high school there. So that's kind of about 23 years ago.
1: Wow. And what an age for you to come to a different country, like like as a teenager, a 15-year-old, that must have been quite a difficult transition for you to transition into even these school systems in Canada, etc. Do you remember anything in very particular, or do you remember how long it took you to adjust or to accept that this was your new reality?
0: Yeah, I... uh, I remember vividly so we came in March 18th 1996 it was a minus 35 degrees outside Uh, Hong Kong was a very warm place as you know and it honestly really didn't kick into me until like maybe about three weeks or a month prior to us moving then I realized that I actually have to leave all my friends and at the time like when I went to a new school I had great friends and then I I had my first girlfriend actually. So, mm-hmm. and then I really didn't want to leave. Um, of course. and so when, yeah, when I first came over, um, I remember, uh, the first month, uh, at the time when you call back to Hong Kong it was about 75 cents Canadian per minute mm-hmm. to call back to Hong Kong. And I remember the first month, the phone bill was like $1,200 Canadian. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, my, my parents was like very concerned. And then, so the second month was like 1100. I think it took me about a year and a half to two years before I realized one day, you know, like I feel a little bit of a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And I like one day I realized that, oh, I actually don't have to translate English in my head. That yeah. I could just go and think in English and answer mm-hmm. in English, and then when I talk to my parents or my grandma, I I could just speak Chinese.
1: Let's talk a little bit more, Andy, about like you know the great success story that is Odd Couple. Uh, when did the Odd Couple story start, and why did it start, and how come the whole family, including your wife, are today working in this beautiful restaurant?
0: <laughs> well, I think because I grew up in uh, I was kind of working at my uncle's little, uh, restaurants and then my parents little cafe. And I really didn't want anything to do with that. So I came to, uh, attend university in Saskatoon mm-hmm. and along that time I made some amazing friends. And sometimes we would, um, go to a pub it's called Yacht and Flagon. um, it's, uh, it's just a typical English pub. Uh, my friend Curtis and I would have, uh, uh, drink there every now and then and I always thought of what if people are like sick of burger and fries what if people want Asian food with a pint so mm-hmm. honestly that was the very initial concept of the odd couple Curtis and I uh be- both became engineers we became uh really close friends and then um along the time my my parents moved to the city uh my dad and I uh opened up a little uh Take out a uh, restaurant called Chopsticks in a suburb of Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. we um, had to sell that restaurant in two thousand and thirteen because my parents were getting old and uh, it was in a suburb, so after a long day, they would have to drive half an hour to get home and sometimes it's get really snowy in mm-hmm. saskatoon, so mm-hmm. we're going to sell it anyways and then I was practicing as a, a full time engineer but, uh, in the mining sector and it was um, uh, quite slow so mm-hmm. i I want to think of what I really want to do with my time. And I keep thinking back of the time that Curtis and I had drinks and food at the Yard and Fleck. And, and, and so that was kind of how The Odd Couple came alive. Mm-hmm. The idea of Odd Couple, Curtis became a developer and he's actually my landlord right now. He has this space and he wanted me to come and open up the restaurant. He knew that we were going to sell Chopsticks, which is the restaurant that my dad and I owned. And so he and our friend Crystal did a design a rendering and then show it to me and asked us to uh, go uh, open the Odd Couple. So um, so then we sold the previous restaurant, we got a final amount of money, and then we uh, opened up the Odd Couple in 2014.
1: And so the way that you imagined this for yourself, so when you started the Odd Couple, like what was your... What was your vision in there? Like, was it really the vision in like, you know, you're providing jobs for the family, you're providing for the whole family. Like, you know, what was your, your motivation?
0: One of the main motivation for me was Asian food is much more than what we could provide in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. One of the reason I say that, there's nothing wrong with the existing restaurant in Saskatoon, I, um, but it's more like most of the Asian restaurants in Saskatoon or even like in the Paris, they're operating by my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. So usually it's more like really affordable, really economical, large plates, but they don't necessarily are uh, the most creative or they wouldn't, they would buy the cheapest ingredient, but not necessarily the best ingredient or the local ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought in my head, honestly, Asian food is much more than that.
1: You know, obviously, you created Odd Couple with this motivation to show more of what Asian cuisine can be, and to show and to educate. Really, Um, I guess your the country that you came to of uh, to educate them of your heritage and what it actually entails in terms of your own identity. Like, how do you define yourself today as belonging where and being what? Like after all these years and now having like having actually also a a, like a business that basically brings together the two countries that you know you've um you associate as home i'm sure how do you see yourself like who are you in this whole picture of like canada versus hong kong
0: so i'm i'm 38 turning 39 years old this year and i spend uh, more time in saskatchewan now than i have in hong kong Mm. you know there's Great things about Hong Kong. Great things about uh, Canada. I, I just, I've, if you ask me, I would tell you that I'm a proud Canadian. Paris, uh, mm. Person that I'm a first generation Canadian immigrant. Mm. So that's, I think that was, what I would tell you.
1: The kind of community around you, like you know, is there a sense of support? Do you feel amongst immigrant families when it comes to like you know these businesses being built? Is it competitive? Or do you feel like it's a very supportive environment and everyone sort of like shares resources? How have you experienced that?
0: It's difficult to integrate immigrants Mm -hmm. into a new society. And like the faster you can integrate them into become part of everyone, the better for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because once they have a sense of belonging, they want to contribute.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: they, they all moved to a new country to a new space because they want to seek a better life whatever Mm -hmm. that is right so i mean that's i mean one of the main reasons for people to immigrate anyway is that to me um so i think um you know i i I feel like some of them has to go through the struggles i'm sure but Mm -hmm. then i i could also see that there are many people at least in my surroundings that are very supportive about immigrants because they are or their ancestors are Mm -hmm. if you ask like many canadians like and even if they are caucasian or first nations like one of the very first thing that i asked anyone would be so um you know i is your parents uh ukrainian or um or german or russian like you know they they're all immigrated um in the. In like a hundred years ago, and mm. and it become Canada. So, like Canada is a very unique place, I think, than uh, probably the rest of the world, because it is just a really it's mm. a bunch of immigrants that live together long enough, I guess.
1: so <laughs> Andy, like I, I just want to tie this back into the entrepreneurship discussion because it is true that we see an extraordinary entrepreneurial drive in immigrant communities around the world, really? Like many immigrants have successfully built businesses and usually what we see of course is that you know the first generation will do it as you previously described out of necessity you know it's a, it's a survival instinct it's a uh, it makes sense it's the fastest way to to build an existence but then you have like you know the next generation that might have a slightly different motivation in taking the business forward i'd love for you to tell us like what kind of role entrepreneurship has played in the lives of your parents and how you yourself right now see yourself as an entrepreneur, and whether you think that you know the odd couple is actually something that you're building for the long run, and that you would like to you know pass down over generations. Are you thinking that far? Basically, that's my question.
0: I don't know. I don't know if this is the answer you can like that mm-hmm. you want, but like the the honest truth is, I want to run odd couple as long as my wife and I enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I still do. I can tell you that like some days I couldn't sleep. I think of new dishes. I think of <laughs> last week I went to visit a farm that has supplied us with some proteins. And then afterwards I actually went to one of my uh, my friends' farm and went try harvesting, which mm-hmm. I've never done before. Mm-hmm. I hopped into a combine and uh, got some canola seeds and then he showed me about barley's and um, lentils chickpeas Mm. I personally wanted to learn more about what Saskatchewan or Canadian products and how could I wanted to use it in our restaurant or Mm. perhaps like I wanted to learn deeper about how it came from and then and then use it in my restaurant and try to do it within a price point that I target for. Mm-hmm. And I, that makes me want to come to work. You know, like those are
1: yeah.
0: ultimately what the energies that I want to spend. And so if you ask me from a operational perspective, do I want our couple to run as long as they could? Yes. But like right now, I'm there like six days a week. We open six days a week. Mm-hmm. And like, do I want to be there all the time? Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the times now as an entrepreneur, it's not just about myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about, okay, my chefs and my two young cooks, now they all have kids. How am I mm-hmm. going to make sure that, you know, they all like want to raise like every every employee does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my restaurant has 52 seats and that's fixed. But I can I, I cannot raise the price that much. So how am I going to sustain a long-term relationship with the people that, you know, work with us for mm-hmm. the last four or five years? I, for the most part, we've been open since 2014. I can tell you that in in my kitchen, most of them have been with us since day one, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare in our industry. And I, mm-hmm. I want to keep them forever. Uh, Those are the entrepreneurial challenge that it doesn't matter if I'm running a restaurant or if you're a doctor or running like a coffee shop. That's the same. Rachel and I are very lucky, I guess, in one way that I keep my professional engineer's license. Rachel is an accountant and she keep her uh, license. So like if we wanted to, we can go and practice and we have a decent job. Every year, me and her would talk and say, is this something we wanted to do? Because if not, that's okay. Because I, I would put my family first before my business. But mm-hmm. if you ask me, do I want to keep doing? Yes. But I wouldn't sacrifice uh, about what my family wants to do.
1: Well, Andy, I think that's a beautiful sentiment, family first. It's also a wonderful way of ending this in conversation with you, I think. Thank you so much for talking to us about these complicated matters. and really appreciate the thoughtfulness of your answers. Thank you for listening to the Family Business Voice. Subscribe to our channels now on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher or Spotify to be notified of our weekly episodes.